Welcome to the podcast version of Police Science Doctor, the online resource bridging the gap between research and investigative practice. For police personnel who go the extra mile. For academics who want to connect better with investigative practitioners. On YouTube and on policesciencedoctor.com. Hello, hello everyone. This is Suzanne Knabenikol from Police Science Doctor. Today, I'm presenting police science snippets number 70. I've been doing this for 70 weeks. What have I been doing? Well, if you're new to police science snippets, it's basically me going through in the background. You're not going to see any of this, but I'm basically trawling through a lot of academic publications and looking for research findings that I think are going to be actionable to frontline practitioners such as yourselves. A lot of academic research is very or pub the publications are very theoretical, they're very stuffy, they're very specific, and they're not something that many law enforcement practitioners can use. So I try to find three pieces for every week that I then email out to my email list with a link to the original research article, which may be behind the subscription wall, but the abstract is visible for everyone to see. And then I come um, online like I'm doing here and talking about these snippets and what they may actually mean. So I'm hoping to, Police Science Doctor basically brings research in, to you in a way that is, I hope is accessible and useful. So every week, like I say, I've been doing that. And the three snippets I have for you today are thusly, are thus, are as follows. Um, what, what, you know, let's not get into that. So the first one is about adult gang membership. And the snippet is, compared to other violent men who are not part of a gang, those either firmly or loosely embedded within a gang are even more likely to cause social harm to a wider range of victims than just violent men. They're also more likely to seek and be excited by violence and carry more weapons. They're also more likely to seek violent retaliation when they feel disrespected. So they compared three groups of men, violent men who are not in a gang, men who are loosely associated with a gang, and men who are firmly embedded within a gang. And in, in some cases, they have found a linear relationship. And But if you want more of the details, I couldn't include them all in this snippet, You know, do have a look at the original research. You will get that email to you, like I said, if you're on the Police Science Doctor email list, and that is free. I email this to you every Tuesday. If you're not already on there, just go, Google Police Science, go to Police Science Doctor, and leave your details in the registration form. And you'll get access to the read page on the website that has all the previous snippets. So there'll be 70 PDF files on there now with the snippets and also quite a few interview transcripts or video transcripts for all the videos that are on the website. The second snippet for today is about marijuana and the severity of domestic assault. Now, it was found that when they compared states, um, I'm assuming in the USA, where marijuana use was decriminalized to those where it is still illegal, they found that those areas in which it had been decriminalized have seen a reduction in the severity of domestic assaults. Now, the number of domestic assaults stayed stable, that there wasn't a change between states that decriminalized marijuana and states that still had um, considered it illegal, but the severity of the assaults had gone down. And this might be because when somebody gets stoned and smokes marijuana, maybe they're then they are then less likely to um, also intoxicate themselves with alcohol, and they're also less likely to use knives. So that's why maybe the severity has gone down, but not the count. And the third snippet for today is about police contact and ethnicity. When police contact involved more officer intrusiveness, black youth felt less respect and had more negative perceptions of procedural justice than Hispanic or white youth. 
perceptions of police contact vary by ethnicity in that white youth were less likely to have, a neg to have negative perceptions than black or Hispanic youth. There's obviously a lot of complexities in this article, but again, I'm just giving you some headline findings. So the, the perception by black youth was more negative compared to Hispanic and white youth. There's obviously a context around that, but there's something to be aware of that police, even if they treat in that encounter, if everybody is treated the same, you know, for due to individual differences, due to perceptions, due to experiences, people have different perceptions of what is going on. And that in the current climate, that's obviously quite relevant. So those were the three snippets for today. I hope you found them useful. Um, I'll soon be announcing a, a piece of news. So I might I might go online again in this way tomorrow, perhaps to, to let you all know about that. Something that I find quite exciting. But until then, I'll bid you adieu. Ciao. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this content useful. You can get access to each episode's transcript with key learning points, timestamps, and references if you get yourself onto my mailing list. Just go to the main website on policesciencedoctor.com and on the bottom of each page you will find a sign-up form for notifications of new content. Just enter your first name, your preferred email address, and the type of organization you work for. You will not get any spam. This is just for me to let you know about new content and for you to get access to all the transcripts. Thank you.